Welcome back, True Believers. I'm Thomas Brando Greenman, and you're listening to the You're Not My Father podcast. Everyone could use a little fatherly advice, no matter what your age is. So we're here to provide that advice, wisdom, humor, motivation, and inspiration to help you live a better life. So without further ado, let's do this. Welcome back, everybody. This is season one. No. This is season one. And I can't say it straight. Good evening and welcome to season five of You're Not My Father. As if you couldn't tell by that intro I just recorded and the music that was playing. Um, Yeah, season five. You're probably thinking... What the hell happened to season four? And that's what I'm going to tell you about. I've got four bullet points here that I'm going to give to you uh, in detail. What failed? What worked? What's going to change? And what's going to stay the same? So let's delve right into it. What failed in season four? Because everybody likes to talk about their failures. Especially me. That's a joke. Season four, um, the concept of it was, is I've wanted to do long form podcast and it just didn't work out that well. It felt like a lot of the research and the things that I had to do sounded too academic and it just, it didn't seem to, it wasn't enjoyable. How about that? If you're going to cut it down to, you know, fractions and that type of thing. That's what it was. Just go ahead and write that one off. I didn't enjoy it. And I don't think other people really enjoyed it either. Um, I don't think people are looking for the History Channel <laughs> whenever they come to my podcast. Not at all, not at all. Um, yeah, I, I think what what has worked, which is bullet point number two, what has worked was being honest and open and being who I was giving, telling people my story and how that ref that reflected on me being a father. And then also, you know, the stories I've heard from other people and wisdom I picked up. And so that seemed to work. I think that really, really did. So yes, that's what worked. So what's going to change? So all of the, uh, the things that we failed on, they're going away. All the, uh, all the Wikipedia nonsense is essentially just kind of, kind of leaving, and probably for for good reason. I mean, there's plenty of other historical and 
deep dive podcast out there, there's some great ones. And mine just isn't that one. <laughs> so we're going to get rid of our flaws. We're going to focus on our strengths. And if this sounds pretty academic, I guess it is. So what's going to stay the same? Um, I'm still going to freeball this, if you will. Um, and just talk from the heart, do it the, the way I've done it. Maybe have like a basic outline of what's going to happen and so forth and so on. But really kind of stay in here with what exactly what I'm going to do. Um, and so I'm also going to have my kids on the show. Because what better way to, to get a little bit better perspective than to have them on. And they're pretty entertaining. Um, <laughs> at least I hope so, anyway. Um, I, I think that... Hearing a father in his natural environment could be interesting and enlightening. <laughs> so we're going to have that. Um, in our first season, we tried to, to do that, and I think we got mixed results. But then again, I don't think we really knew where we were. And I keep saying we as in really me, but yeah, I want the kids to, to be involved in this um, to certain degrees. So yeah, the kids are going to be on there, but... Um, but yeah, the homespun, shoot from your hip, no BS type of wisdom, which is, I guess if I was to have a brand, that would be my brand. That would be it. <laughs> um, it's interesting to note that I have recorded the last episode of season four probably at least three times. Maybe more. And every time I did it, um, I, I felt like season four was just that much of a catastrophe. <laughs> so the first time I recorded it, it was, uh, I don't know, it just, it, it felt wrong. It was just kind of weird. And I was sticking to whatever the script was that I written about whatever topic. And just writing it out and even trying to record it was just like, this just feels so forced and whatnot. So I stopped, thought about it a little bit more. And I was like, okay, season four is just not going to work out. So we'll come up with another um, episode and call it quits and transition you from four to five. And that one also didn't work. <laughs> Incidentally enough, that um, was a big glitch on mine. I thought I recorded it, and it, honestly, I thought that was probably one of my better episodes that I'd done. And come to find out, I didn't have the memory card in my Rodecaster, Rode Pro Podcaster, whatever this thing is. I always get it mixed up. And uh, the light was blue instead of red. I was like, oh, I must have made a change of setting, and that's what happened. And that wasn't it. <laughs> So, kids, if you're using that device and the record button is not red, let me tell you, you are not recording. <laughs> that is 100% accurate. Um, I can tell you that. Um, so, yeah, we um, we didn't get that one in the can. <laughs> and then I recorded at least one other one. And it's just, it's not going to see the light of day because... Um, it just didn't work out. I, I, I don't know. It was just kind of weird feeling. 
I don't know. And maybe I just got a little too personal and, and being a little too personal, and you're probably like, well, how in the world can you be too much more personal? And I feel like I probably gave out some, some details I probably shouldn't have, and that's the reason why it didn't happen. And then um, I dictated to my phone an entire script, and I think I was into it, and now I'm not. And so, yeah. <laughs> The last episode of season four is going to remain the last episode of season four. And that's probably more information that you wanted than you wanted to know about that podcast, this podcast, that season, this season. But um, I felt compelled to tell you that there, there was a struggle there. There was some fighting, some internal dialogue. And this is where we ended up. So this is where we ended up at. And so that, that part's been pretty interesting. Um, so one of the other things that has worked is really kind of telling you more about my life and kind of what's been going on. Um, and I just talked about things being too personal and how do you do that. And um, I think my criteria is is that I don't want people to know all the details I want you to get the general gist of things and maybe give you some details in certain areas, but, um, you know, holding back a little bit. You don't need to know everything. Um, certainly not everything. Um, so let's talk about my son <laughs> and his latest ex escapades. Um, so he's he's been doing really good. He's growing. Um both uh, mentally and physically. So physically, he's he's getting taller. He's he's blooming. He's becoming the eight-year-old boy that he is. Um, mentally, he's 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 getting out there. He's he's moving on up. Um, and a lot of that is, um, I think he's putting the pieces together of life and, and things in general. But I think that the routines that we've kind of developed have been pretty good. So in the mornings, um, I start work whenever, you know, typically you'd say eight to five. And, and to a certain extent, that's true. But um, sometimes I start earlier, whatever. So he can't be at school until um, shortly before nine. So I have to work from home and do my thing uh, before he gets to, to school. And something that I've done here recently with him is um, I've decided to do most of my work on a tablet and be out there with him instead of me being in my office and working on my big computer. And it's been kind of nice, you know, to keep him under my thumb, make sure he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, and that way I don't get him in trouble or he I don't let him let himself get himself I don't let him get himself in trouble that's what I was trying to say there and um, two we, we have kind of a, a little bit of the family thing going on which is kind of unusual for us because um, I don't know like the like the TV version of leave it to beaver and everybody gets up in the morning and they all gather around the, the breakfast table and eat breakfast and 
everybody gets out the door at the same time and whatever. I think that's crap. <laughs> that never happened in my house when I was a kid, um, ever. I don't think I ever saw it in any my friends' houses, and it certainly never really happened here. And honestly, we still can't do that, or, or it just doesn't happen. You know, people don't get up on time or they don't get ready. It just doesn't happen. But the um, it, it's been a couple days, and we've had our little breakfast routine, and that's been pretty cool. Um, and, and I've noticed that him not having a routine is definitely my fault. And I think him not having a routine has been probably the, the big influencer on um, some of the problems he's had. Because honestly, you know, we've we've been so busy busting our butts at work and in general that I wouldn't say that we've I wouldn't say that we've put off our parental duties at all, but I I think and maybe this is a deep dive. You know, we put our kids in Montessori school. And I don't know if you know much about the Montessori method, but it's really kind of teaching kids to be independent, self-reliant, that type of thing. And that's good. And it can be very good. But I think that uh, maybe we kind of let it go a little too far. You know, if you've ever read the book, The One Minute Manager, um, essentially you're you're giving the... people the tools to do the jobs that they're assigned to. And you're not telling them what to do, but you're you're giving them prompts to get into that area. Now, if that's the worst, <laughs> if that is the worst um, summary of a book ever, probably it is. But that that's that's been my take on it. But Montessori's kind of like that, you know, teaching kids to to be reliant, uh, self-reliant being able to do things on their own. And I think maybe we kind of took it too far. I'm having an epiphany here. This is not scripted. This is like like I'm putting the pieces together right here. Um, that the Montessori program had that effect on us. It's not like the Montessori program did that to you. They forced me. They took my arm and they twisted me on my... No. I think that this is where it's kind of come from. That, you know... They need to do these things, and, and and we really haven't babied them in that degree. And so we've kind of left it, like, I wouldn't say figure it out, but some of that, some of that in some some aspect of it. And, um, yeah, I, I think that's that's been an issue. So I guess where I'm going with that is, is that, I'm building these routines with my son. I'm getting to spend some time with him. And part of me almost feels kind of guilty, and I hate that part of me. And I hate what I've done in my job that has made me... I wouldn't say make me. Nobody made me. Um, But influenced me into thinking that it wasn't okay to spend time with your kids. And I can see it that I'm I'm definitely lucky. I'm blessed for it. Um, but yeah, just in a few days, I've already seen like 
I feel better about things. He, he feels better about things. Um, you know, we're in the grand scheme of things, we're all tribes, you know, our little families, our own little tribe. And there's, there's a hierarchy there. There's job roles, there's positions, there's, there's things that have just worked since the beginning of time. Um, no matter what you call it nowadays, it kind of goes back to the, to the beginning for everybody. But, um, he, he's been doing really good. Um, he's had some problems, um, some kind of like, whoa, you did what today at school? Like problem, problem. And, you know, we got through it. Um, luckily nobody got hurt, <laughs> at least not that I'm aware of. Um, but, um, I, he's, he's come back stronger for it. Um, I'm not going to say he's perfect. He's still an eight year old. There's still things that, you know, we have to keep him away from the things that he could do to get himself in trouble. You know, take that temptation out of his way. Or if you know it's going to be a problem, just, if you can, get rid of that problem, even if it's just temporary. Um, you know, getting mad at him because he's done something intentionally defiant, or whether he's just been a kid, he's just in that area, you know, it's kind of two separate ways of, of doing it. There's this, um, there's this class I'm taking and it's raising kids God's way. And yeah, um, yeah, I've been going to church a lot. I've been heavily involved in my church and you know, I'm, I'm not here to impress upon you anything, but God is, God is amazing. Absolutely amazing. And um, it this has been amazing for me. The class, the people, the church body, it's been great. Yeah, I don't really get too religious on here, and maybe that's a bit of a change. And um, I'm not really sorry for it, if if that offends you. I, I want you to know that I believe in you, no matter what. No matter what on my side or, or you. Um, religion doesn't have to be bad. Religion shouldn't be thrown away because of a few bad apples. Um, not by any means. And I'll say one more thing before I get off my soapbox and jump back into it. Um, we're human. We make mistakes. We are imperfect. We sin. And that's, that's okay. That is okay. We can't be like God. But he has given us the gift of forgiveness. And so, there you go. Um, but I've got this card, and I thought that I would share this card. And so this is kind of like a, um, I had it in my wallet for a while until I downsized my wallet. But I think this is interesting. And I don't know if I've read this on the show before, but I'm going to do it today. So this is the eight non-negotiable duties of a father. Eight. The eight things that you have to do as a father. If you like lists, and guess what, buddy? <laughs> this is a great list for you. So number one, a father must cultivate a sense of family identity. A father must cultivate a sense of family identity. And... Um, 
I don't know how I did it. I, I think it's just taking small pushes here and there, but my daughter did a video and um, it was for her multimedia class and she created a commercial and she called it, um, I forget what the product was specifically, but it was, um, it was, the name was Green Man. You know, it was a plant growth thing. So great name, our last name <laughs> for that. And uh, at the end, she's like, with Green Man, you're good to grow. <laughs> and I was like, that's funny. But at the same time, I, I caught that, that point where she had felt proud about her last name. And I was, that, that moved me. It moved me a lot. I'm still, I'm still happy about that. So number two, a father must regularly demonstrate love to his wife. I'll say it again. A father must regularly <laughs> demonstrate love to his wife. Um, you know, there's a reason why this, this, this needs to be sitting right in front of you, being your wallet. I don't dive in my wallet that much. It's probably not the best place for it, but it's sitting here on my desktop. You know, you really should love your wife and regularly show that. And, you know, replace wife with husband or, you know, whoever you're with. But the one that you're bound to is worthy of your love and needs it. And if you're the head of a household, father, um, you must do that. That is your duty. Um, love, love her. And, and give her the godly love and the personal, you know, that special love as well. Um, it's all important. So number three, a father must respect his child's private world. Um, you know, that they have their own world that they that they do things in um, that is outside of the family, if you will. And you're there to guide them, but you can't tell them how to think. And in some of those private moments, you know, you, you need to let them be there. I could probably give you some more info on that one, but that's that's my take on it. You know, number four, a father must give his children the freedom to fail. And this is true, you know. Uh, I'm always telling my kids, or at least my daughter, I was like, you know, there's people that take advice, and there's people that, that fail. You know, they, they're going to learn on their own the hard way. And... Sometimes you have to let them do that. You know, it doesn't have to be as harsh as um, letting them get burned or letting them get hurt. Irreparably, that word, irreparably hurt or mentally hurt. But, um, you know, it's okay to fail because we do. We do on a regular basis. Sometimes the lessons we learn from failure are more important than anything and it's okay so let them have that freedom to to fail um but don't i try not to let them fail too much especially not the same thing over and over again that's frustrating 
Um, a father, this is number five, if you keep track, a father must be the encourager of the family. So you need to encourage your family. Um, I like to think I do a good job at this. Um, I, I try to tell everybody, I'm like, Mommy, that's a good job. You did good. You're really good. Um, keep it up. Or Conan, you did good. Good job. You know, same thing for Sophia and everybody, really. Um, and, yeah, you kind of have to be that that cheerleader of sorts. That, um, you know, don't let people get down. Sometimes it, it, it sucks because, you know, you don't want to show that, that you're emotional. And, you know, sometimes you, you fail or, you know, you get depressed. Um, but I think that if you're continuing to be positive, that they're going to pay that back to you. They're, they're going to be there for you. I believe it. I know it. True story. So number six, a father must guard his tongue and tone. Whoa. Tongue and tone. <laughs> I have some problems with that. Um, it, it's rough. It's absolutely rough to... It's absolutely rough sometimes to... not lash out at your kids or your family and I'm not going to say be abusive, but you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, why did you do that? Oh my, you know, obviously you get frustrated. Um, but the power of a father can, well, I can do two things. You know, if, if they hear that from you on a regular basis, either a, they won't respect you anymore. Or B, they won't respect themselves because you're you're putting them down. And maybe not putting them down, but maybe you're saying bad stuff and whatever. So it's it's easy to open up your mouth and let it rip and just say whatever it is that you're going to say and feel better. Um, I would say that do it behind a closed door. Or something. But don't do it in front of your family. Um, yeah, I pray I pray a lot. Uh, I've had some incidents here recently that not necessarily at the kids or really in front of them, but but sort of sometimes it could affect them. And that's rough. And so I, I need I need help with that. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm like this hothead or whatever. I don't think I am at all, but, um, I, I see that that's a part of me that wants improvement, um, you know, in this list. So, yeah. So number seven, a father must routinely embrace his children. Yes, do it. <laughs> I don't know why I would have to explain this one to you, but. Yes, please, do that. Um, please, hug your children. Give them the love and attention that they need. Um, we all need a hug. 
and we should be giving them hugs on a regular basis um, because sometimes they don't understand the need for it or they may not be able to articulate it or who knows what they're feeling but you need to you need to do that and so number eight um a father must build a relationship of trust with his children built on god's word and not human wisdom and if you're listening to this podcast i'm gonna tell you yes yes you should and if that's a that's a deal breaker for you i'm not sorry i believe that i'm not saying you should believe it per se that you must but um that's what's written on this card it's what i believe and so you can take that advice or or not and i i just don't want to give you an ultimatum i feel like we've been through a lot you and i um We've done a lot together. Um, and hopefully you understand that this journey I'm on and, and where I'm at, that it's more of a position of love and respect. And it's not one of bias and hate. It's love and respect. And so like our kids have to answer to us, we have to answer to our parents God because that that responsibility flows directly down so yeah there is the eight non-negotiable duties of a father yeah <laughs> so yeah the kids um, they've been doing better you know Sophia's had some uh some challenges. I think she's I think she's getting to the point where you know, she's she's a teenager now, I guess. If you'd call 13 a teenager, I guess, I guess so. Um so yeah, she's that teenage year type of thing and um you know, I I'll tell you, I you know, look back at my photos yeah, use Google Photos, Google, Apple Photos, whatever, whatever you look at, and um, you can uh, do a smart sort and you know tag somebody's face, and you can see all these things that have happened. And I have noticed that you know, as a kid, she had such wonderment and and happiness, and yeah, it was just all over her face. You know, she had so much fun. And you know, in the past few years, and I'll tell you, it was right whenever COVID kind of happened. I, I think it was, I think it was hard for her. You know, she was kind of just hitting that position where she had some friends that she talked to and she'd done some sleepovers and, and other things. And I think things just got too mature for her. Like too quick, like like she was like a ten or eleven, and um, one of her friends was talking about a a bunch of really mature topics. And we're just like, whoa, pump the brakes! You know, where did this come from? 
and it was it was it was really really concerning so much so that you know we just didn't let them hang out anymore but you know covid was right around that same time and i don't know i mean it's hard to say what what happened but you know she's she's much more pensive i guess reflective of certain things um she she just doesn't smile as much as she used to and i'll admit um her mother doesn't smile <laughs> much either um well, I take that back. You know, whenever we were dating, um, and I, I knew her, she we used to call her Ice Princess because <laughs> she was just, she just didn't smile much. It was kind of weird. And I don't know. I mean, there's probably plenty of times that I look just like a sourpuss, I guess. But, you know, I'm always trying to laugh. I'm trying to make jokes and I don't know it I'm, I'm trying to trying to make people happy and so I, I hope that she gets out of whatever that is because she's got a beautiful smile she's just so engaging and it's just as a dad it it's kind of sad to see her not smile as much especially whenever she was so excited about everything and I'm not going to say that she's jaded now, but she she has that look of, hmm, you know, thinking <laughs> about things. Um, and her brother, on the other hand, he's he's excited about everything. Um, every once in a while, he'll get cranky or whatever, but um, everything is awesome to him. He's He's in love with life. Um, and so I think, I think from my perspective, trying to catch a good gauge of where they are and you know, where they came from and where they're going, that, um, I'm going to do whatever I can to, to keep him loving life as much as he does. And, um, let's see what else. Um, yeah, so we're heavily involved in church now, um, it, it it's great to see um, the changes and the things that it's done for our kids. It's so wonderful. Um, you know, me growing up, I, I went to church when I was very little by myself and always felt like I had a really close connection with God. And, man, people were... It was weird. You, you. I, I think that the one thing that God—I'm not gonna say he's powerless, but I'm—I'm I'm gonna say that he's. It's hard to have a relationship with God because of the things that other people do. And sometimes that can, I wouldn't say ruin you for life, but it can, it can taint that relationship for, for a long time. And I'm not going to say that my relationship was tainted, but, you know, having educated people that can really answer your, 
your questions. And then also being open to having faith in something, in a belief. Um, I don't know, it can, it can go a long way. You know, I don't hate that, uh, I don't hate that I'm talking about religion, but I feel like, I, like I've, what do they say, proselytizing, where you're talking about God and you're trying to get people to convert. And I'm trying to avoid that to a certain degree, but I don't know. Like, I want to. I want to tell you all about it. Um, and maybe that's a journey that we'll take together over a period of time, if you keep listening to the show. Um, but I certainly don't want to make the show all, all about that. Because honestly, I'll tell you the truth. I feel like if I can give you good information and I can be a good resource for you, I can help you out in that journey that maybe that's how I get you to come back to God or give God a chance or any of that. But it's not required. Definitely not required at all. Not, not on this show. Live, enjoy. Man, what else has been going on? Um, Wintertime, we've had a crazy amount of ice and snow. Like, like a lot. Um, Snowmageddon. I don't know, maybe, have we had Snowmageddon since the last episode? It's hard to tell, but I'll tell you anyway. We, I think over the course of a week and a half, I think we got, I don't know, like 15, 17 feet of snow, something like that. It was, it was a record. Um, it was definitely a record. And then, um, luckily at some point shortly thereafter, I got to go to Hawaii. Um, it was a business trip and it was also, um, during my birthday and, during that, during my birthday, I got to spend it most of it in a board meeting. <laughs> um, not exactly my idea of a, of a perfect birthday, but um, it's kind of rare that I, that I actually have had like these really stellar, awesome birthdays. Um, but it was great seeing friends. It was great being with my wife, and um, it was great being in Hawaii. Even though I didn't get to do all the things I probably would have liked to. Um, it was still really great. Um, so that, that was nice. That was very, very nice. Um, business-wise, we've, we've been doing really, really great. Um, you know, now me and my business partner are the, uh, the sole owners of her company. And that has its... I wouldn't say that it has its problems... Because you know, in a lot of ways, we've we've kind of been responsible for a lot of the problems anyway for for years now. But um, you know, our agreement has kind of been that I'm steering the ship, so it's my ship to sink for the most part. Um, 
if you will, at least from a leadership perspective. And so I definitely feel more like Atlas with the big rock on his shoulders, and that's a big change. <laughs> um, one of the people I know um, professionally is a really great guy. <laughs> he said, congratulations, how does, it be, how does it feel to be in debt? I was like, oh, man, it feels great. <laughs> um, but, I, but I will say that... Um, you know, being one of the owners of your own company, it's I'm I'm getting there, you know, as far as a, a mental thing. Oh yeah, yeah, this is mine. You know, I'm not there yet. Um some of it is, some of it's not. Um you know, I, I've I've always kind of matured a little slowly, but once I got there, you know, those were those things were locked in. And um, I, I do have to admit, it's it's been pretty cool to to own your own company um, and actually be kind of profitable at it. Um, you know, but as far as the old um, fuel in the tank, the time on the odometer for for me, um, you know, I sound young, but I'm not, and you know, you have to. You have to wonder, how many years do you have left in this? You know, like the whole thing, life in general and business and, and that type of stuff. And, um, yeah, mentally I feel like I'm still in my 20s or 30s. I'm like, holy crap, I did this, and, you know, I'm here and whatever. And it's like, oh, no, you are not 30. <laughs> You're not even But it's getting close enough to where you can't say that much longer. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You know, I have, I have a beard and mustache now. And, um, you know, it's it's been blonde most of my life. Um, sometimes it gets dark or whatever. But um, you can definitely tell it's getting lighter, some more gray getting in there. And it's like, man, it's starting to... Starting to look old now, sort of. But it's been pretty good. I mean, you know, most people don't think that I'm anywhere close to my age. Um, so I guess I've got that going for me. But um, this winter is, man, I've I've felt my age in some ways. Um, it's been a it's been a rough winter. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to. No snow, no ice, getting out and doing things and making the most of, of what you've got. Um, I mean, I'll tell you, you know, working hard has its benefits. You know, you can, you can do a lot, but you turn around and blink and it's like, oh man, where do the years go? If you haven't heard that before, that's true. That'll, that could happen to you very quickly. And, um, and then at the end of the day, it's like, what, what did you, what did you do all this for? Um, you know, maybe you, maybe you're like, I'm not going to buy that or I'm not going to do that or, you know, that's too expensive or I'll wait until whenever. And it's like, really? How long are you going to wait? You know, when is, when is it ever going to be a good time? You know, if you ask people about 
um, having kids and you can hear my son in here yapping to himself, going to the bathroom. He's narrating everything he does. Like he's a YouTuber, <laughs> but, um, yeah. When is it ever going to be a right time? You know, it's never a right time for kids ever. Um, I can tell you when there's some, some times that it's not a right time. Um, cause those exist. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you need to, you need to do these things. Um, have fun. You know, there, there's kind of a fine line between excessive and, you know, Spartan, I guess when it comes to living and finances and all that other stuff. But I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out that one. I'm, I'm kind of feel like, you know, I've been working really hard and I probably should still be working really, really hard, but, um, I feel like, you know, if I died tomorrow, would I regret not doing these things? And I'd be like, well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like I haven't been to Rome. I haven't been to Japan. I haven't been back to Mexico. Um, a lot of it revolves around travel and seeing and experiencing things, not necessarily buying things, so to speak, um, which is kind of a, a bit of a change. But yeah, experiences. Those are amazing. And honestly, I, I really want to... <laughs> I want to do that more with my kids. You know, it's kind of funny. I used to take my daughter to all the Marvel movies. And I think that's sort of here recently. She's like, eh, maybe not, you know. Not enough cats in it, you know. I did give the example of, of, of Captain Marvel. I did that one. But my, uh, my son's been more into watching Marvel movies. And... Um, like, when I say that, I mean, like, this past weekend. Like, he can't sit still during a movie. He'd watch a TV show, which is kind of weird because the shows are typically longer. Like, if you burn through 12 episodes of something, that's way longer than a movie, usually. And um, <laughs> he has a watch, and he's like, Daddy, this movie's two hours. I don't know if I can do this. And um, he sat through all of... Avengers, uh, Infinity War, and Endgame didn't leave. I was like, wow, this is awesome. And it was cool to be able to bond with him, and he's asking questions, maybe too many questions. <laughs> um, but we're able to kind of geek out and and talk shop, and, you know, he's he's remembering these things. And, you know, it was, it was really, really cool. You know, yeah, I love my kids. You know, I I made some of my best friends ever. Um, and honestly, I can't wait for the day. It seems like it's way too far away to be able to be like, son, we're going to watch Predator. <laughs> and we're going to quote these lines from, from Arnold. All the things that I can't tell him right now. <laughs> and um, man, it's going to be awesome. I mean, just, uh, I mean, that's just me. I mean, I, I'm 
quote pop culture references all the time. And, um, you know, part of the show sucks for me because I'd say 35% of what comes out of my mouth is probably not PG 13. <laughs> um, and it's not that I, I say these things in hate or derision or, um, talking bad about somebody, but, um, if you listen to the show before, I've, I've, I've probably mentioned it several times. When I was growing up, we used curse words like, um, hmm, like salt. Like if you're going to have a steak, um, you need to have some salt on it. And so for us, you know, like a, a conversation was not a conversation unless it was thoroughly seasoned <laughs> with a lot of salt, a lot of pepper. A lot of seasoning, um, colorful words and whatnot. And, um, yeah, you had to do that. And um, we would curse at each other all the time. And, um, you know, it was just like, dude, that's cool. Call me call me that again. <laughs> and um, that I can think that's just how we kind of grew up. Um, you know, that we'd say bad things to each other in a funny way. Um, and there's a lot of people culture wise that are, that are, that are kind of into that. And, um, obviously that doesn't work too, too well in my church family. So I have to kind of pump the brakes on that one. Um, you know, it's that, that one will probably always be in my culture. I mean, my parents were in the Navy, my parents were Navy. Long history in the Navy. Um, you can't really say take the sailor <laughs> out of our gene pool. Um, but yeah, I, you know, <laughs> no doubt in my mind, one of these days my kids are and I are going <laughs> to... One day. One day. Um, what else? What else? This is this is the way that I start trying to dig up another topic to to come up with. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, as far as things that I'm going to do this year, um, I'm going to be in Florida at least twice again, maybe three times again. This year, I was in Florida three times last year. Ugh. Um, I'm going to Chicago, like Chicago proper. Like I leave the airport going to Chicago um, this year, and that'll that'll be really cool. Um, I'll have a little bit of uh, leeway from the business activity that I'm I'm there for from there for to go do some cool things and. Um, I was just thinking about it the other day. I was like, wow, I, I could totally go do some things. Like like be a tourist kind of type of thing without dragging kids and, and a wife around. And I'm like, this this could be pretty cool. Um, yeah, so that'll be awesome. Um, let's see. We end up going to Bermuda. Just be pretty cool. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I feel like, you know, that, and they're probably catching some some trips here and there. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a cool year. Um, definitely getting into that, that mind frame of like, do some living, do some living, go see the world, do some awesome stuff, or maybe not so awesome. Maybe it's just good stuff, you know, um, get to see, uh, more of this grand world that, that God has created. And I don't know why, but I think Chicago and I said something about steak and now I want a steak. I didn't really eat dinner yet. Um, but you know, I'm trying to lose weight. That's another thing. It's like, <laughs> you could put it off and you could put it off and you could put it off. And, you know, at some point it's going to catch up with you. And so I'm hoping that it already hasn't. I don't feel like it has, but maybe. But, um, yeah, there's that. So, yeah, season five. Same old stuff. You know, I really meant to say the other word, but yeah. That is this podcast that I've done for myself. I've created it and made it more or less G. Or, I don't know. I guess that's a really good question. Burn up some more time here wondering if I was, the show was going to be rated, would it be G or PG? It would probably be... G, based off of some of the G movies I've seen from Disney. So yeah, I guess that's okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I would love it to be R. At some point, and I've, to be honest with you, I've thought about creating another podcast where, um, you know, the proverbial open your mouth and let it rip and say whatever and whenever, and um, while I think it would be fun, I don't know if, I don't know if I want to be that person. Maybe I'll just be that person as I've always been that person, you know, here and there and whatnot. So that's it for me. Um, if you want to contact me, um, I've got social media Stuff like that. Find me. <laughs> You're gonna go swinging for the for the low hanging fruit here. You can go tee off and just kind of. Oh, it's gonna go into the to the rough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have a lot of people looking to connect with me on social media. So, um, if that is you, then go go find me for all. Go do it. <laughs> If not, no big deal. If you keep listening, I'll keep recording as evidenced by this latest episode. So, love you guys. Take care. Be good. And um, in the words of the two great poets of our generation, be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! Mm-hmm.